Trigger warning. Trigger warning. If you do find this not helpful at the moment, don't feel like you have There's to There's any pressure to listen yeah. whatsoever. Know that Georgia and I care about you and that we love you and that we want what's best for you. Yeah. And this podcast is not aiding you in your recovery and your mental state and how your day is going. Please do not feel any pressure or need to listen to it. Yeah, just take care of yourself. Just take care of yourself. Also, Georgia and I are not professionals at all no. when it comes to Like, we're, we don't have degrees in this. No, we're not. We not. No, <laughs> no, we are just two girls who are recovering from eating disorders themselves, wanting to share our stories right. and shed some light on some topics that may be harder to talk about. There will also be many resources in our description box. So if there's any point during this episode, any point at all, that you feel like that you need that little bit of extra support, no, there's no judgment. There's nothing wrong with you needing that and that feel free to use them and that we support you and that we are so proud of you. Yes. Yeah. Picture me this. I'm here. We eat the fucking food. We eat the fucking food. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm going to sound stuffy. Oh, well, you win some and you lose some. You win some and you lose some. Okay. I don't know really how to start this episode. (laughs) Hi, welcome back to Eat the Fucking Food. This is Lauren. I am currently sitting at home back in Wisconsin because yesterday I graduated from college. Wow. It's like hit me, but it still really hasn't hit me that I don't have to go back. I think it kind of hit me because I was like, oh, it's summer. But then I was like, it's not really summer, but do people still define the seasons like of their life or like when school time would roll around if you were going to school that like you couldn't, you're, you continue in that cycle as you get further away from the identity of a student? I'm not sure. But yeah, I graduated college with a degree in theater. I didn't get a degree from musical theater because I didn't want to pay $800 for piano lessons. Um, I was a minor in dance. And yeah, it was pretty cool. Yesterday was a really fun and really happy day. I got to celebrate with my parents. It was also Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, late Mother's Day to my wonderful, amazing mom. I'm currently right now just sitting on my couch with my doggo right next to me. I just ate some breakfast and I figured that now would be a good time to just sit and kind of try to get back into the groove of doing this podcast because I'm going to have time to do it now that I don't have to do schoolwork. So, and also I just want to start doing it more again, which I mentioned before, but obviously the last half of my senior year got very, very busy. I was in Adam's family. We finished Adam's. It was so much fun. If you're listening to this and you came out to see the show, thank you so much for coming down to Naperville. It literally means the world to me and I cannot express the amount of gratitude that I have for my support systems. But yeah, I loved playing Morticia. I felt extremely confident and sexy in that outfit and I was a MILF. I was a MILF. Um, Yeah, so that was really fun. I moved out of my college dorm yesterday. I'm going to really miss my roommate, Caitlin. Hey, Katie Lynn, if you're listening to this too. I'm really grateful that I got to room with her this year because I think that she was a really big influence in my life when it came to my relationship with food. So I'm very grateful that I got to have my fifth year with her. I had to leave my job. I worked at Sparrow Coffee in Naperville, downtown Naperville, and I absolutely loved it there. I dreamed of working there from 
like my sophomore year when my past partner worked there and I fell in love with the coffee shop and the employees there and I was like I really want to work here so to have been able to work there was the best thing and it was the best job and I'm gonna miss all my coworkers and everybody there dearly but I know that I'll be back in visiting um yeah so I guess that was a little catch-up I'm planning on moving to the city and like the end of the month or maybe like a month from now I'm just kind of coming home to get all the things situated I'm moving in with my aunt slash cousin and we're I'm gonna be living in downtown in the south loop and I am so 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 excited and so grateful that I even have this like place to live because it all kind of just fell together seemingly perfectly so yeah I'm excited about that all right so let's get into ketchup so the high of this week my dog is like stretching. The high of this week would probably definitely be obviously graduating from college. I spent five years getting my degree because I had to take two semesters off due to my eating disorder and due to my recovery. So to be able to now have graduated is super, super rewarding. And I'm really, really proud of the place that I'm in and the place that I'm graduating in because this year was kind of like, I don't know, it was like all over. Like obviously I went back to treatment in the winter and I didn't see that happening, but like the fact that I'm sitting here right now, weight restored, in a healthy relationship with my body and with food or getting healthier is something that's super, super cool. And being able to reflect from the person that I walked in to North Central as, like that 18-year-old self, I literally don't think I could recognize her if she came by. I mean, obviously I'd recognize her because it's me, but <laughs> I just feel like a whole new person and I really think that this year helped shape that so I'm very grateful I was able to have this extra year and to have allowed myself to take the time off to grow into the person that graduated yesterday um the low of this week would probably be the stress that's coming along with having graduated and that's kind of what I want to talk about in this episode just like the whole idea of not having the identity of a student anymore all the changes happening, the stressful time of like moving out. I had, so this weekend was graduation, but then the last weekend was Adam. So it was like boom, boom, back to back weekends. And I, as you can tell, I kind of sound a little stuffy because I have a sinus infection and I hate being sick too. So I feel like I've been feeling really like lethargic recently and kind of just eh, like grimy almost. But despite that, despite the feelings of all this like change coming on, despite the hecticness of the past two weeks, despite the discomfort I have been feeling in my body in times, um, my emotions around food have been like pretty tolerable. And specifically, I this is what went well in recovery for me. I went to get dinner with a friend before I left because I hadn't seen her in a while. Hi, Meredith, if you're listening to this. Um, and we went on Cinco de Mayo to this like lounge. And I looked at the menu before, and I wasn't really feeling, like, great ED-wise that day, and I kind of really just wanted, like, a Caesar salad or some kind of salad, and they had two really good salad options, so I was, like, feeling pretty excited and everything, but then we got to the restaurant, and because it was Cinco de Mayo, the only food that they were serving was Mexican, and I had had Mexican the previous night, or, like, two nights earlier with friends, too, and I was like, oh, and something that I really struggle with is, like, eating the same food consecutively, which is funny because I also have my safe foods and I eat like a yogurt bowl every day for breakfast. So don't know what that's about. But um, 
I was super anxious and a part of me was like, I could easily just like really not eat right now and then go back, when I get back to my dorm, I could eat some like safer foods or I could get food elsewhere. I could just try to enjoy the company, but I was feeling extremely, extremely anxious. I was texting my partner and I was like, I, this isn't, this isn't a great feeling. Like I was really, really freaking out. I hadn't felt that way in a while around food, but I was like, no, I was like, I've come way too far. I don't want an eating disorder anymore. I don't want to be struggling around food. I want to be able to be in these moments and be present. So I got myself a freaking chicken quesadilla and it was fantastic. And I intuitively ate it because it was pretty big and I intuitively ate the amount that I wanted. And I sat and I had a great time catching up with a friend and I was really, really proud of myself because like I said, in the past, I would have just avoided. And my partner even offered. He was like, I can call and make up an excuse they have to leave. But I was like, no, I'm done making excuses for my disorder to appease it. So I'm really proud about that. That was awesome. That was fantastic. Did it cause me some stress? Yes. And anxiety? Yes. Did it did I latch on to the feeling? Mm, yes, kind of. But I'm still proud. And I enjoyed also so much just fun food in the past two weeks. I have spent so much time celebrating. I've eaten so many of my bitch foods. I've eaten ice cream. I've eaten like appetizers. I don't know why I felt, why does I say it like that? But I've eaten a lot of my bitch foods. I got myself, I got myself a freaking bagel the other morning and I felt no guilt or anxiety getting it. But then I think because I was thinking about the fact that I wasn't feeling any guilt or anxiety, it kind of came up after. But still, it's like those little things. It's like, I'm getting there. And slowly but surely, making those steps forward. And that's like a super positive thing that's going well in my recovery recently. Yeah. So I know in the past like couple episodes, I mentioned about how I would eventually talk about the loss of being a student. And I'm like, might as well talk about the loss of being a student the day after I graduate when I no longer have that identity. Um, I just, on that, I think what I really wanted to talk about and I had mentioned this in like a poll about probably like two months ago about what everybody wanted to hear about. And I wanted to kind of attach that segment onto the triangle of like quasi-recovery because my eating disorder was really, really serving this purpose for me because I had a fear of like growing up and a fear of taking on those like adult responsibilities and the eating disorder allowed me to stay in this chapter of my life for longer than I would have stayed in if I didn't have an eating disorder. I think, no, I know. I know that it was giving me this almost out where since I really, and I still don't know exactly what I want to do, but like when I was younger, I really always like, I was like, I'm going to perform. I'm going to be a performer. That was easy. Like, how do people not know what they want to do with their lives? So like now sitting here a day after graduating, I'm like, I want to perform. I kind of want to become an eating disorder counselor. I still want to be an agent and advocate for body awareness. If there's any way maybe I could become a recovery influencer. I don't know. Like I literally, um, but a part of me also just wants like a nine to five. Like I just want to sit in an office and work a nine to five. So I have like no clue what I want to do, but I really for forever was like, no, I want to do theater. But then I think once I started realizing that it wasn't giving me that fulfillment and I didn't know, it's almost like I was using the eating disorder to stall having to discover who I actually was and sitting through that discomfort of losing all these identities 
by giving myself more identities and more things to focus on. It was like if I was focusing on my eating disorder and I was in treatment, then like that was my life and I didn't have to look too far out into the unknown of a post-grad life. So I was really, really uh, like procrastinating graduating. And yesterday, I think that that's why I felt so anxious this whole entire week is because while one part of me is so, so excited and so, so happy to have graduated and proud of where I'm at, another part of me is absolutely terrified and scared out of my fucking mind, to be honest. But I also know that I have an amazing support system and I basically posted this whole entire thing on the We Eat the Fucking Food Instagram. If you're not following it, go follow it. I kind of just made it a recovery journal diary with photos. I think I'm going to keep it like that, but I don't know what kind of content. If you have any thoughts or opinions, let me know. But yeah, so I really, really, really tried to hang on to those identities for such a long time. And I think that that's why I cycled so much within this quasi recovery because it's safe. It feels safe because when you're in a quasi recovery for, Oh, let me define what quasi recovery is for those who may not know quasi recovery. So my therapist explains it like this. So there's like three levels to recovery. There's you're cycling in and out of treatment. You're relapsing. That's say like stage one of recovery, of having an eating disorder. Stage two is when your eating disorder isn't debilitating your ability to like function and to have a normal life and your relationship with food is seemingly better than it might have been before, but you're still following some strict diet culture rules and like obeying by your eating disorder's urges and wants. And it's functioning. You're functioning in that level, but you're just like not recovered, I guess. But for some people, that may be their definition of recovery, and I'm not trying to dismiss if that is your definition of recovery. But the third level would be considered like a full recovery. Yeah, so that's the definition of like quasi-recovery would be the middle of that whole entire thing. Like the where you're functioning and things are working but also you're like slowly kind of relapsing into stage one again. My best example of like how quasi-recovery can seem so functioning and can seem so misleading is, and this is where the triangle idea comes in and like this bounce that quasi-recovery gave me. So when I was in PHP in the winter time, I had, I felt like I was like, I don't think I have an eating disorder anymore. I mean, obviously I have an eating disorder. I'm sitting in partial hospitalization being threatened to be sent to res, but I don't feel like I'm struggling with what I was struggling with before. I don't feel these urges to restrict. I'm eating. I'm eating foods that used to freak me out and cause me all these extreme emotions. So I don't think I'm in the same place I was before. So I don't understand like why I'm here. But then there was one time at snack time where my challenge was that I was going to be basically like inner monologuing, all my inner monologue, just like speaking it out so that my therapist could hear. And the second I started doing that, I got extremely, extremely overwhelmed because what I realized was that in my recovery, in this quasi recovery that I was at, I had found this perfect balance where I could appease my eating disorder. I could appease the orthorexic diet culture side, and I could also appease my recovery mindset. This is the example. So my snack, I had three to four exchanges. So within those exchanges, that means that 
you could choose, like, certain foods are worth a certain amount of exchanges, other foods are worth a different amount of exchanges, it really just depends on the value of the food and the fuel that it can give you. So, with those three exchanges, for one of them, I would pick something that would appease my eating disorder, and what I normally lean to would be, say, like, a fruit or, like, a vegetable, because that was an extremely safe food for me. And then, for the another one of the exchanges, I would pick a food that would appease my like orthorexic diet culture mindset of like health and morally good and bad foods, and that would normally show up in a sign of like a protein. So I was really obsessed with hard boiled eggs for a while. I would normally take a hard boiled egg, but then I think the reason why I felt so strong in my recovery was because for that third exchange, I would allow myself to have a quote unquote scary or more fearful food, but because of the fact that I was balancing out all the voices my mind didn't seem super like active and I wasn't feeling that anxiety but when I had to speak it out that's when it like all came up so I was existing in that cycle and in that bounce but that bounce was like sinking me deeper and deeper into back to square one you're not square one because like recovery is not linear not like a line it's more like a spiral up something but it wasn't getting me towards the goal that I wanted to reach and once I realized that and being able to combat that, those like thoughts and really challenge them, I'm finding myself closest to, say, level three. <laughs> like I've made recovery into levels. Like I've said before, it sometimes feels like a game. But um, I'm the closest to what I would consider like the healthiest version of myself. And that's super exciting and I'm super proud. This is not a tangent, but this is the reason why I wanted to record this podcast today. It's for accountability for myself. I'm sorry, mom and dad, I'll tell you this tonight. But I did go searching for the scale that's in my house. And I did weigh myself. And I am existing in the highest weight that I've existed in ever. But this is the thing. I... I'm living this awesome life, like this amazing life right now. Like I have the most loving and the most supportive partner. My relationship with my parents is the strongest that I think it's ever been. I'm able to be in these like present and I'm living in these full moments. Graduation yesterday, I have so much to celebrate for. And like, I'm so like proud of myself for this body and this person that I'm existing as right now. But there's still a part of me that feels this disappointment. And that's so wrong. And I know that that's wrong. But it's almost like the sadness that's like, it's, you grieve a lot when it comes to your eating disorder. And it's almost like I'm living this life that I thought that my eating disorder would give me, but it didn't. And I'm grieving the fact that in order to live this life that I so badly want, and I'm so thankful that I'm living right now. I have to like completely remove any sense of emotion and care and wants that I have around what I thought I needed to look like and this persona that I need to obtain to be living that life. If that made any sense. And it's hard and I'm like a part of me sad but a part of me is like super proud because also seeing that number didn't stop me from eating breakfast this morning and eating what I wanted to eat for breakfast this morning and 
It's not going to stop me from eating lunch and eating snacks and eating dinner tonight. It's just such a weird feeling. And I feel like in the past, if I would have saw that, and I'm not li- I'm not going to like sit here and say that I didn't feel any urges today, but I know in the past, like within that quasi-recovery that I was in, I would have immediately fallen back into old behaviors because of this story that I was telling myself in my head and like this narrative I was giving myself in order to live the life that I'm living right now. Like I'm currently living the life that I thought my eating disorder would give me. And I'm the furthest away from eating disorder that I've been in the past five years. And that's super awesome. But it's also just like, I feel like confusing. And I feel so many mixed emotions right now. I'm holding so many dialectics about literally everything in my life. The fear and excitement of graduation. The sadness and loss of the identity of a student. And it's it's a lot. Like my emotions have kind of been all over. And to everybody that's been close and like to me in my personal life, thank you for dealing with however I'm showing up recently because I don't even know honestly but I feel like that I'm finally on the upper end of what my quasi recovery was and that being able to exist without this guilt and without this fear and without this over consuming of thoughts around food is super spectacular and I'm like to not have to like worry about what my weight is like if it fluctuates I mean obviously I feel like that that's hypocritical of me to say because I did weigh myself this morning but not caring question mark or not caring as much or not not being emotionally attached that's I think what it is I saw the number today and I wasn't emotionally attached to it at all it did it it caused me like I don't know if I numbed out a feeling I don't know if I am just lost all of the emotions around it because of how many emotions I gave to it in the past like five years. But it was a different feeling and I feel like I'm in this different place and I'm really excited to continue to discover this person that I am like in this place and continue to grow and love myself because I feel the most me and the most grateful and in love with myself than I ever have been. Yeah, I think that that felt good. (laughs) I think I got everything out that I wanted to say about it all and about where I'm at. And I hope that maybe I'll dive deeper into like what cause your recovery is and more into like the whole orthorexic side and diet culture side of my recovery and of my eating disorder. Because like I said, I feel like I really was able to challenge that anorexic side and like the urge to restrict and everything. But I still struggle with the more orthorexic side, but it's also because it's literally so acceptable by society standards, and I hate that. I hate that. Okay, well, I'm back. I graduated. I'm hoping to get an episode out every week because right now I currently have no job, and I have nothing else that I really, like, need to put a lot of energy and effort into, and I've been wanting to put a lot of energy and effort into this for a while now. So we're gonna, we're gonna really hold myself accountable into doing this. So if you're my friends and you have my number or if you're on Instagram and you have my Instagram and you want to DM me like once a week and be like, when's the episode coming out? When's the episode? Please do that. Also, if you're wanting to hear anything specific, let me know. Also, if you want to be on an episode with me and have like a topic that you think would be important to discuss or that you just want to discuss, let's do it. 
I want to get some more guest stars on here because I love talking to people about it. And not that I don't love sitting here and hearing my own voice, but I also want this to be a community where people feel like that it isn't just me sharing my experiences because I think that hearing other people's stories is so, so, so important. So if you're willing to and wanting to be vulnerable, let me know. Um, the things I'm going to do to take care of myself today is super nice outside. So I think I'm going to go for a walk. And then my mom and I are also going to Trader Joe's later. And I love Trader Joe's. So I'm going to get some fun snacks. Yeah. And I hope that you're having a great week and that your week is starting off on a super high note. And know that I'm proud of you. And I'm really excited for this next chapter of my life. And thank you for joining me on this episode. And thank you for listening. And I'm proud of you, like I feel like I just said, but eat that fucking food. Keep going. You got this. I believe in you. All right. Thanks. Bye. Oh, that sniff at the end is funny.